I'm Matthew Wall, Chief Creative Officer of Upstage, the Engagement Agency. Welcome to Episode 3 in our ongoing podcast series, Episode 3, and they said it wouldn't last. Well, we're joined always by some interesting people, and I'm absolutely delighted today to be joined by Melissa Marshall, who is a very interesting person indeed. Melissa is the founder of Present Your Science. Melissa, I think it's fair to say your calling is to help scientists, engineers and other professionals to present their work. So I have to ask, when you started your business, did you have any idea of just how important the presentation of science and other technical material would become? Because right now there are scientists everywhere on TV, on the news, online. Well, I have to say, Matthew, um, you know, first of all, thanks for having me on. And, you know, actually, the answer is yes, I think so. Um, Because I think that at every stage um, in the human experience, really, when you look at some of the greatest challenges that we face as as a society, whether it's energy, environment, safety, of course, right now, health is at the at the forefront, uh, computer Mm. security. I mean, scientists, engineers and technical professionals are always at the forefront of solving these types of problems. And so for me, as a communications expert, I saw that often the challenge isn't with the technical solution itself, but it's with the key stakeholders supporting and adopting the solution. And that's in and of itself a communications challenge. And so the technical professional has to make sure that the key decision makers understand and appreciate the value and importance of their work. And that's where I come in as a communications coach. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting how much we we've all had to adapt. I know that's been very true for us at Upstage, but we're we're still doing the same kind of thing that we've always been doing, which is helping people communicate, but we're doing it in a slightly different way and it's kind of evolved and moved on and it's quite exciting. Now, I have to ask you Melissa because I think you've probably got the best ever title that I've heard for a TED Talk, which is Talk Nerdy to Me. And that's been watched by an astounding two and a half million people, which is incredible. So congratulations on that. Um, and it seems we've all become presenters now. I and mean, Most of us are spending all of our days on Zoom. Uh, tell me, how do you find that presenting virtually is different than presenting in person? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing is that you don't get nonverbal feedback in the same way, mm. right? You know, I have to say, I even just think about it a bit wistfully, even now that there used <laughs> to be so so much that you could get from seeing a live audience in front of you, right? I mean, if you were lucky, you got some smiles and laughs and head nods, you know, showing you that things were going well. And hey, honestly, even if it wasn't going so well, the looks of confusion or boredom were also really helpful because it allowed you to know to make a change on the spot. And that's nearly all gone now. Uh, Now as virtual presenters, we have to rely on ourselves more to keep the energy up for the presentation. Conveying energy in a virtual presentation requires a lot of practice. And I think it requires a lot of mental discipline from presenters. We have to be prepared to not be able to feed off of the energy of the audience. But I want to be clear that I don't think that means that um, we can't create an energe- 
energetic and dynamic experience, you know, quite to the contrary, actually, you know, I get my energy by focusing on my enthusiasm for the importance of the message. And I think every single presenter can do that. Make sure that there's something about your message that you're excited about. And we have to become, I think, really savvy about using all of the modes available to us, like the chat box and poll questions and, you know, the list goes on Mm -hmm. um, to gain that necessary feedback and interaction from the audience. And so I think that the goal is that we should be really thinking about using the opportunities that virtual speaking presents to us that we never before had in person. Just because it's not the same doesn't mean it isn't good. Absolutely right. And now a, a lot of your work I know is with people presenting quite quite complex information, unless I've, I've suddenly acquired a new readership, uh, listenership that I'm, I'm not aware of. <laughs> um, I think a lot of the, the people listening to this podcast will not maybe be presenting anything technical, but it might be particularly, it might be complicated in some way. Um, have you got three maybe tips that you could share with us for, for anybody who wants to become a better virtual presenter? Absolutely. I mean, I've got, you know, three ideas that I think can serve anyone who has information that they would like to convey to a stakeholder or or a listener. Uh, First, I think that every single successful presenter does one key thing, and that is they are audience centered with their focus. They continually ask themselves, what does my audience already know? Why are they here for this information? Why does my audience need this talk? And and how can I get this information to them? Those are the types of questions that I think presenters should be asking themselves to guide their presentation choices. And that will allow you to be more audience-centered, which ultimately allows you to be more effective. I think that's the the first thing that all good communicators do. Uh, The second thing is that all good communicators really consistently show the relevance of their information, particularly when the information becomes very complex or specialized. You know, and a great way to think about that as a communicator is that you want to consistently be answering the question, so what? about every key concept that you present. Make the relevance of that information crystal clear to the audience by saying things like, so as a result of this finding, the important decision we have to come to is, or the reason that this is critical is because too often, I think that communicators leave that relevance piece as something that's implied. Mm -hmm. And particularly when we're talking about complex information, the non-expert audience usually isn't connecting those dots in the same way. So, you know, this is not a a, a mystery, right? Let's make it clear uh, to the audience why this is relevant and why it matters. I think that's the second thing that you'll start to see as you think about speakers that you connect with or, or good communicators. And finally, and I, you know, Matthew, I have to, I hope that you, that, you know, you weren't going to get away from a conversation with me without my third tip. (laughs) And that is that, I think as as communicators and speakers, we really have got to go beyond the use of bullet points on slides. Mm. Uh, You know, people learn so much more from meaningful images and visuals. Those are so much more engaging, especially in the virtual format. I mean, I simply cannot imagine anything worse for a virtual presentation than having a list of words on a screen and a disembodied voice reading that to you when you can, in fact, read it faster. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so for me, though, here's the opportunity in this. Imagine if you'd become a presenter that has interesting visual information on the screen and as a presenter become an expert tour guide. Walk the audience through the interesting visual, point out, here's what's important, here's what you should be noticing. And uh, that is going to ha- you know, result in a much more dynamic and useful experience for both speaker and audience. And you know, I have to say that I have never really heard of a scenario where someone went through a really visually dynamic and uh, engaging presentation and then at the end said, gee, I really wish that presentation had more bullet points points. Right? It's just not something that, that occurs. So, you know, those to me, those are the three tips that any type of communicator can use. Number one, be audience centered with your focus. Number two, show the relevance of your information. Uh, and number three, drop the use of the bullet points, be more visual on your slides. Those are some fantastic tips, Melissa. Thank you. And and you mentioned earlier about, you know, we, we all do miss a little bit of the, the face-to-face time. And, and hopefully we're coming towards maybe the end of, of the pandemic and, and, and going back to a little bit more of that. But do you see these virtual meetings continuing to go on, playing a big role in how, how individuals and, and businesses and institutions, how they communicate? Absolutely. I think that continued virtual and perhaps some hybrid types of events uh, Mm. are going to be our new normal. I think that we have learned so much about how much can actually be done really successfully in the in the virtual setting. And our messages can be so much further reaching with virtual meetings and events. And for me, as someone who likes to share messages that I think have a positive impact on people, I think that's really exciting. Because it's no longer limited to those that are lucky enough to be able to travel to get to, you know, be a part of, a, of an event. Um, now we can educate and inspire a much broader audience. And I think that is great news for every single person that has an important message to share. I think you're absolutely right, Melissa. I couldn't have put it better myself. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. I want to encourage everybody listening to check out the um, TED Talk, Talk Nerdy to Me. You can find it easily on on Google, on the TED site. And Melissa, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. and, And thank you so much for sharing your insight with us. Thanks, Matthew. 